People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast. You guys just heard our first intro. Uh, thank you to Mr. Jesse Wayne Taylor. Uh, that song is coming out March the 17th, Bald-Headed Country Boy. Jesse, thank you for letting us use that. Uh, I very much appreciate it. Want to give a shout out to all the sponsors on the show. Derm Dude, Par Hopper, Nobles Networking, Gridiron Coffee, Two Pilots Distillery, and our distribution company. Oh, almost forgot. Knife a month underscore shop on Instagram. Please go look them up. Um, our management company and distribution company, Red Circle. Thank you for putting some change in my pocket. And you're going to hear an ad run in the middle of the show for our alcohol delivery company, Drizzly. Thank you for being our exclusive deal of the month. Uh, today on the show is uh, somebody that I think is extremely funny. Uh, I love her content on social media, and uh, she has a huge following. She's got a huge personality, and um, I think y'all are finna really dig her if you don't already. Uh, Miss Chelsea, uh, I almost fucked it up already. I couldn't even get it out of my mouth without messing it up. Um, just go ahead and say it, because I, 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 almost, I almost said what you said not to say, and I didn't mean to. Wattenbarger. What in Barger? <laughs> I, I swear I was on the tip of my damn tongue. <laughs> and I and I almost did. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to get my ass kicked in the first 30 seconds of the show. No, I'll roast you later. I don't want to roast you bizarrely. Thank you. I, I very much appreciate that. <laughs> um, I, I'm real big on uh, when I'm going through somebody's like social media and we're trying to find people to do the show. Uh, I'm very picky. I am extremely picky because this, this is my baby. And uh, I've made mistakes of uh, having people on the show before that uh, just have big followings and then find out that they're complete fucking idiots and uh, and wishing I'd have never had them on the show. Well, it's only been two. There's been two that ended up. And, and you know what's crazy? They were both men. They, they were both men. And uh, that's why now I'm way more picky with the men, but I, I love the women on the show a lot more. Uh Surprise, y'all are fucking better at this. Who knew? We like to talk about ourselves, especially. Who fucking knew? <laughs> and uh, and most of y'all are usually bitching about men. So it just it really it really works. That's a damn truth right there. I didn't realize how big a piece of shit we were until I started hanging out with women all the time. Yep. Well, I'm not. I if nothing else I've learned in the past several months is uh i'm not that bad okay well you know what though the the number one rule is if he says i'm not like all other guys he's the leader of the other guys he's not he's not like them he's their leader i'm not i'm a whole different breed well, ma'am i'm a, i'm special 
I am. I either I'm the most closetest narcissist ever, or I am literally the one guy that's actually like a nice guy. Well, I say that, but like I say that I'm not a lot like other women either. And I really am not. So I guess maybe, maybe we are the outliers here. Maybe, maybe. Um, but your, uh, your social media is different. Like, um, I really like the stuff you post. I really do. It's very, uh, it's very empowering. I, you, it seems like you've been through a lot with, uh, with your uh, ex-husband and, uh, and everything. And I really like that kind of stuff. I just, I really like when somebody turns their, their trauma and their bullshit into something empowering. I don't ever like when people play the victim. Um, no, I, I don't. It just, it rose me the wrong way. Cause you, it's kind of like you come to a crossroads with that and you have to pick whether you're the victim like, or you're the hero of your story. And I really love it when people decide, you know, I'm going to be the hero. And that's what it seems like you've done. Well, pre TikTok, pre this platform, I was the victim. And after I got divorced, I was bitter. I was miserable. I drank literally, I drank every single day, every single day um, to the point that it was becoming a, a pretty significant issue in my life. And like, um, my dad came to me one night and he said, listen, I did not raise you to be a loser. Get off your ass. I raised winners. Get up. You are going to let him destroy your life and you're going to live a miserable life for no damn reason. Let's go. Get up. And that's all. I, I need like that pep talk. And so I, when I came to that crossroads, I was like, you know what? I've got to stop this. This is stupid. Um, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be a boss and I'm going to help other women and I'm gonna get my shit together. And I'm going to, um, make that man regret ever screwing me over. I know exactly how you feel. Uh, I, I, I made a video this week. Um, I saw one of my buddies, uh, she had posted something and she's just all down in the dumps or whatever. And, uh, I used to be, I used to be a big boy. And uh, I got called fat and unattractive by this woman I was dating like in 2016 after I dated her for a long time. And uh, she left me and it was a very sad situation. And uh, I had already been through like a very bad spell with like depression and anxiety, like six, seven years before. And I already knew like what my triggers for all that stuff was. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not letting this woman get the best of me. I've already been down this road with somebody else before. I'm not fucking doing it. So I literally was like, you can either let this person's words and their actions destroy you, or you can take what they did to you and use that fuel to gas you the fuck up and be the motivating factor to the next step of your life. And it did. And I lost a, I lost a significant amount of weight because of it. I started growing a beard and got fucking happy. Hey, then women love a good beard. Thank you. Yeah. They well, do. I, I'm glad they do. Cause what was underneath wasn't working. I'm what you call like a y'all wear the makeup or whatever. And I call y'all witches, like witchcraft or whatever it is. Some of y'all put that shit on and you're a completely different person, but more power to you. If you can do it, you can do it. I'm the same thing with a beard. You take this fucking beard off my face and I look like a, almost like a, I don't know. It looks like I belong in like a sexual registry somewhere. <laughs> you're a beard fish. Instead yeah, of I'm catfish, a, you're a I'm beard a, fish. I'm a beard fish. I know. Yeah. And you take the hat off at the same time. Oh no. I am not. I am not a pretty. I am not a pretty person without facial hair or hat. Well, good for you. They're uh, they're in style. Yeah, absolutely. If they're, I'll, for me, I'll never not have one again. Well, I mean, the South, like beards. You know, when the beard trend came out, like in the South, everybody's always had a beard. Like that yeah. wasn't a trend. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's my dad's had one. His 
my entire life. He's 60 years old and he's always, uh-huh. he's always had one. I'm 34. So I've had one. I don't know. I don't think I started growing one until I was like 29, but I get mine trimmed and shaped once a month. If not, it'd be like down in my belly button and that'd be just I, too much. I can't stand when men like don't take care of their beards, like put some oil in it, make it smell good. Like brush that thing out. Oh, it might want to be disgusting if I didn't. I, That's I'll, gross. I would go, I go like two or three days at a time now. And I'll just be like looking like a straight Viking. And every once in a while, and one, every once in a while, you'll get a whiff of that shit. And is, <laughs> and I can smell ranch dressing from three or four days ago that I spilled in it. And it's just like, you know what? Let's just, let's take care of it. I don't think that's what they meant when they called the beard the flavor saver. Uh, no. no. No, I don't think that's what you're supposed to be going for. It's not. <laughs> It's not that. And uh, by the way, that's, that's like the worst shit ever right there too. Uh, the, the, what's when certain things do get caught in your beard or stay in there for a, that, that'll make you sick. That's, that's not anything. That's the joke that literally me and some people were talking about the other day that certain things stay in your beard. And is this not supposed to, it's very bad when it does. You wake up drunk the next morning or, and something's in your beard and it's not supposed to be. That's not what you want to wake up smelling. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. No. Kind of cringy, right? Yeah, it, a little bit. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Just saying. Anyway, uh, now that I've disgusted everyone, including myself, I'm still hungover from the show last night. And I just want to apologize to everybody that heard that episode. Uh, I'm sorry. You can blame those two drunk white women and uh, me hanging out with them. I, I got to stop hanging out with white women on school nights. It's just, <laughs> this bitch brought a, what is it called? A charcuterie board? Yeah. And wine. And this next thing you know, blacked out. You got wine drunk? I didn't. They did on Zoom. I drink whiskey. So I've never been wine drunk in my life, like ever in my life. I'm the type of person that I don't drink like little fruity mixed drinks. I don't mm-hmm. drink. I'm drinking alcohol. If I'm drinking, which is rare, if I'm drinking, uh, we're drinking alcohol. I'm what do shooting you drink? shots. Well, I like vodka. Ugh. Mm. Uh, over uh, ice. I can just drink it over ice. Say so you are. You're scary. It's a, it is scary. I like whiskey, but whiskey makes me real mean. That, no, but nobody likes it when I drink whiskey. Hold on a sec. Come to me, bye. It's okay, Jackass. Love you. <laughs> Love you, pump. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Gracie had to tell me bye. It's my baby. She's. I've seen her in your video. She's a cutie. She's a pain in the ass. <laughs> they all are. She's my favoriteest thing ever, though. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it was. It was a very weird episode. I don't even know what the fuck we talked about. It. I. Uh, one of the favorite things about this job is a, a scary end favorite, I should say, is uh, when you get to do those episodes that are just fun and just because every episode I've done lately has been serious. Um, so this one right even between me and you right now will be fun, but we have some serious moments and everything in it. Every once in a while you have to do one of those fun ones just to relax and bullshit or whatever. Uh, when you get drunk and are recording, you don't remember everything you say. So then you go back the next day and you listen to them. And it's like listening to them for the first time. And then you're like listening to yourself giving an opinion and you don't remember giving the opinion. So you're like, oh, I, I agree with this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I agree with you. I still agree with him. Yeah, that's that's a good fucking opinion. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. 
This is this is funny to me. I, I've I've done several like that where you're just kind of blacked out. Lights are on, but ain't nobody home. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. So um, I mean, you get so paid to party. I like that. Yeah, it takes a toll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever. I don't get hungover. I don't. I've never had a hangover. I just don't. I don't get hungover. It's 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 scary. I mean, it really is. It's a little scary. Like I can just shoot whiskey or vodka all night long and i can mix them and i don't get hung over well you can go straight to hell i, I mean I, that's what i've heard it before like what is wrong with you i mean i don't know i got an alcoholic liver i guess you're a fucking superhero you need to <laughs> you need to be part of the avengers uh <laughs> i'm miserable like i'm literally i said when it's when i woke up this morning i was like look i gotta take a fucking break like i have to there's i am i have done too much like something's telling me to slow the fuck down. And then I come to the office today, I get to the studio and I'm like, I've got to do this show. I got to feel good by the time the show, I've got to do something else later, uh, for lives for a charity event coming up. I was like, so I've got to, I've got to get this butt hangover gone. So how do I get this hangover gone? Start drinking again. You can't be hungover. <laughs> you can't be hungover. You if drunk. <laughs> but anyway, um, so when did you, you was telling me yesterday a little bit that like, this is your second account and everything. Um, what, what made you, um, really started wanting to share your story and everything? So I finally got to a point after I left my ex-husband, you know, I had my little, I call it the post-divorce hoe phase. Um, the, my friends are like, this is, if this is what you're calling your hoe phase, this is pathetic. Cause I'm just, I don't have that in me. Like I just, I just don't like to me, a post-divorce hoe phase is like, snapping four different guys at the same time like <laughs> oh you're fucking wild i know you know like i mean that was my whole face so i got into a relationship with someone who was in a lot of ways worse than my ex-husband and then after i got out of that i realized holy shit if i don't get my shit in order and i don't get my shit under control i'm gonna repeat this cycle and that's gonna hurt my kids so i gotta get my shit together yeah. And so it wasn't until then that I was like, all right, I'm going to build this platform and help other women as my final step in healing. Cause I do like to help people. Um, and I like to talk about myself. So who the fuck does it? I mean, you know, uh, what all, um, like kind of tell us a little bit, a little bit for the people who haven't followed you on. So, oh, by the way, what is your TikTok for everybody who, uh, just happens to not follow you? It's C underscore Watton B 1128. Kind of tell them a little bit about your story. So I married my high school sweetheart. I'm, I'm from the South. Obviously, you can probably tell that. I could uh, never tell by your voice. I know, right? A little town in Southeastern Kentucky. Um, on the outskirts, like coal mining, like in the mountains of Southeastern Kentucky. So small town. Um, I was, I've been raised in church my entire life. Very like my family is very active in church, that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, married my high school sweetheart mainly because I just wanted to be a mom. The only thing I've ever really wanted to be in life was a mom. And I mean, I wanted to go to college. My dad expected that of us, but I just wanted to be a mama. And um, married my high school sweetheart because I thought I couldn't do any better. And life was good for a little while until it wasn't. And when it wasn't, it was bad. And I had a miscarriage. I had my son when I was young. I had a miscarriage when he was three. And that is when everything changed. Um, my ex-husband was a lineman. He traveled a lot. 
um, I caught him cheating right after that first miscarriage. He was texting women on kick. Now, at the time, I was like so naive and stupid that I didn't even realize that like kick was like Snapchat. I had no damn clue. It wasn't until literally almost 10 years later when I got a damn divorce and some dude was like, how you got kick? And I was like, oh, I don't, shit. I don't even think I know what kick is. Kick, okay. So kick is just like Snapchat. Kick was like the first Snapchat. Okay. I was like, holy shit. Is this real? Because he'd had kick forever. So that MF had been talking to women on kick the whole time. And I had no idea. Damn. I know, right? So um, he got to this point of like, he was just horrible. I painted this perfect little family on, on social media, you know, just the stereotypical abusive relationship. Um, people would say, you're, you're, you're kind of, your marriage is the kind of marriage I want. And I'm thinking, no, the hell you don't. Um, but at the same time, like I was scared to tell my parents, like I made a bad choice. Like this is not, this is not good. Um, cause you know, growing up at church, you only get divorced if, if you catch them cheating and technically like, I felt like texting was wrong, but it wasn't really cheating. Like I didn't have proof proof. So I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna make the best of it. I've got this child. I'm trying to have another one. It'll be fine. Well, my ex-husband worked for the union and he traveled all the time. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. I got to be a mom and I was working um, as I was a teacher at the time. So he was gone all the time. I didn't have to fool with him. Like I didn't have to go back home and say, mom, dad, I made a horrible mistake. I just say, oh yeah, you want to take a job working eight hours from home, seven days a week? We'll see you later. And he'd be gone for months at a time. And then I had all this money coming in that I could just go spend money and do whatever the hell I wanted to go do. So it was a good life for a little while until um, my oldest son, I was pregnant with my baby and it was on Father's Day and he had a black panther claw on his hand and he was scratching him with it. And my ex-husband whipped him too hard and put a bruise on his back. And things changed from that point on. I kicked him out. Um, we were already in the process of buying a house at that point. Um, I kicked him out, but I, we, went, we went on ahead. I was like, all right, we'll fix this. It'll be all right, which was stupid. So stupid. So, so stupid of me. And I've been judged horribly for that. Um, but I really had convinced myself that he did it by accident. Like it was an accident. He just whipped him too hard. He lost his temper and whipped him too hard. So, did, he whip, did he whip him with his hand or he just it was with his hand yeah um he was trying to smack him on the back on the butt and my oldest moved and he caught him on the back he was whipping him too hard period and then that happened so i just convinced myself like it was an accident he didn't mean to do that he would never hurt him at that point he'd never been physically aggressive to me either it was just emotional stuff tearing me down I was never, nothing I ever did was ever good enough. I was never a good enough wife. I was never a good mom. Just nothing. He never had anything good or positive to say to me. So um, he texts me one night from work and he says, hey, I'm leaving. I want a divorce over text message. And I was like, what? What do you mean you want a divorce? Um, he's like, I'm coming to get my stuff. He came and got his stuff the next day. It was on a Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, you don't do that unless you are cheating or whatever. Find somebody so else. my mom and I drove our crazy asses 
to Cincinnati, Ohio, and caught him walking into a hotel room with some woman. Oh shit! How'd you uh, how'd you know where he's at? He'd been staying at the same hotel for months. Like he, oh. he was dumber than hell, dumber than hell. <laughs> so I did what any woman would do. I went straight to the ATM. I got out every damn dollar that I could. I waited for the clock to strike midnight. I got out every damn dollar that I could again and turned off his debit card, emptied the checking accounts, and just I filed for divorce and it was it was fine. It was over. We didn't fight. We never even went to court for our divorce. Like, I mean, there was still like verbal stuff going on, but other than that, like it was fine. And after our divorce was final or almost final, he just kind of lost his mind. Um um, I found out I was pregnant. I filed for divorce in August. I found out I was pregnant in September, mm-hmm. October. Um, I just thought like, well, I'm stressed out. So no, I was pregnant. I got pregnant in August right before we filed for divorce. So I went back home and the abuse went from emotional to physical I mean he was all absolutely horrible I can't tell you the times that that man has choked me until I passed out like I thought I was going to die he beat the hell out of me in our front in our in our driveway one night um just absolute just just craziness and I called the police and the police wouldn't do anything and it was just it was an ordeal well, I had a miscarriage on my birthday, actually. My birthday was on Thanksgiving that year, and I had a miscarriage. So I was relieved, and I was like, all right, I'm getting the hell out of here. So I started making, like, an exit strategy, a plan. Um, movers couldn't come and get my shit until February. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to make this work. I'm going to make him think, yeah, we're going to work this out. I'm, I'm, I want to be here. We're going to work this out. I had movers scheduled to come get my shit. And he come home from work one day and house was empty. So I wish I could have kicked his ass for you. Well, I listen, the stories I can tell about that man. I mean, my brother-in-law has been driving, has drove around looking for him. I've had my, my guy friends driving around. He's such a coward and such a, just, you know, he, I've, I've carried guns my, well, since I turned 21. I went and got my concealed carry license literally the month I turned 21. He hid all my guns from me because he knew I'm a crazy bitch. Yeah, you don't like, seem like one to fuck with, to be honest with you. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, he you knew got, I was you crazy got it right on your, You got it right on your forehead, darling. That, really? Uh, it's on your forehead. Oh, well. No, and he, but he knew, don't mess with me, and sure as shit, don't mess with my kids. Oh, yeah. Because it's going down. So then – um. We were co-parenting, but I had an EPO against him because he beat the shit out of me so many times. Um, so I had an EPO against him. So my parents were doing all my co-parenting for me. He met my boyfriend in October, and that night he choked my then six-year-old and whipped my toddler until he threw up. And so at that point, then I had enough to get an EPO against him for the kids. What was the EPO? Uh, an emergency protection order. So before he actually had hurt the kids, even though the kids were present and they had seen him absolutely beat the shit out of me multiple times, the EPO didn't cover them. It only covered me. So um, after that, I, of course, like called in every favor that I've ever had and got that taken care of. And then he didn't show up for court 
for four different times. Um, by that point, he'd already found a new girlfriend and moved halfway across the country. Um, and it got converted to a DVO, which is a domestic violence order for the maximum amount of time of three years. So he cannot have contact with my kids for a year and a half still from this point on. So he, he's not, I guess it's, but hold on. If that's not just regular abuse that he, uh, for the kids, that's, that's not like battery or something. So, all right. Instead of Kentucky, when you put your hands around someone's neck, yeah. that is a felony. Yeah. That is worse. It, when you put your hands on someone around someone's neck, it shows the intent to kill them. Okay. Um, it's worse than assault with a deadly weapon is. Okay. Like the only charge ahead of that would be like attempted murder or like above that is attempted murder. So, which is how this is how the cop explains me. Okay. So, they said that because of his age and his brother couldn't like say, "Yeah, my daddy did that" because he was only two years old. He wasn't even two at the, at the time. It would be my son's word against him, and they did not have enough to pursue charges. But they in, assured me that he would get the maximum amount of time for a DVO. Okay. Which well, is ridiculous. But what about, like, uh, did you ever file charges on him for assaulting you? Oh, I tried. I called the police on him six times. And the, are domestic violence uh, not as strict in Kentucky as they are here in Georgia? Because his ass would have been under the jail here. No. I, I mean, I guess not. The police came to my house one time, and my clothes were ripped from my body. Um, my clothes were ripped off. I mean, I had very clearly been in a scuffle. Because I'm also not the type of woman that and you, if you lay your hands on me you better be ready for a fight because i'm going i'm going to fight back until i can't until you beat my ass yeah i don't have the ability to just be like okay leave me alone no i'm gonna i'm gonna grab something i'm gonna knock your head off like no um so we had been in a fight for a hot minute my clothes were all in my bathtub like he had destroyed my bedroom um and the police officer that came and responded to it knew him because he was his football coach when we were in high school. Of fucking course. And they were like laughing and carrying on. And here I stand. And it was like January. I had no shoes on. My shirt's ripped. My pants are ripped off of me. And he was like, ma'am, if you don't leave this, uh, leave this house right now, you're going to jail. What? Like what? Yeah, see, I, I I have a huge fucking problem with that shit. I have a yeah. huge fucking problem with it. And so, like, um, the other times, like he he was stalking me once. Um, he left my kids at the at, at his house by themselves and was driving up and down my road. And um, I, I had been out on a date. I mean, at this point, we'd been divorced for like six months. Um, I had been out on a date, and he was just dropping me off at the house. Well, my ex husband was like rapid fire calling me, and he didn't disconnect the phone call. So I have all of this on voicemail, this entire thing. He had left the kids at home and was driving up and down my road when I called the police to report and they're like, he's not on your property. There's nothing we can do. That's a state road. That's stalking. Yeah. Stalking. It was horrible. It was awful. Um, and it's so like, it's such a hopeless feeling of no one, no one would help me. Like, nope. No, it would, and I know that he probably told that guy, well, I mean, she was fighting, and I was fighting right back with him, but I never laid my hands on him first. Somebody yeah, that, hits you, you're going to hit him back. Are y'all not a, what is it, what is that fucking term, um, a stand your ground state? Yeah, Kentucky is. Yeah. But he took all my guns. Yeah, but it, I stand your ground is more than just gun, though, isn't it? It's, it's, right. just, it's fighting back. It's, it doesn't right, matter what yeah. you use. 
So right. like if he lays your hands on you first, it doesn't matter. You're standing oh, your ground. I, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, there was that night the police came. Um, he had taken a moving dolly and he tried to hit me with it. And I I got away from him and he hit the top of my suburban, like he beat the roof of my suburban in. And there was a broom handle sitting like right next to my car. And he had me by the throat then. And I grabbed that broom handle and I, I beat the hell out of him with it. I mean, I beat the hell out of him with it. And I guess since since he had visible marks on him too, they were like, I think this is a two-way street. No, he, he had punched me in the back of the head. I was dropping the kids off to him. And when I, when I walked out to my car, I didn't even hear him coming up behind me. And he had punched me in the back of the head so hard it knocked me out. And when I came to, he had his fingers in my mouth and my phone um, trying to use the face ID to unlock my phone to see what men I had been talking to. That's fucked up. I, I think, like, I don't know if I told you this other day or not, but, like, my show is, like, seven, 70 to 75% women listen to it. So I'm not just saying what I'm about to say because I know women listen to me primarily. But I think in most of mixed violence cases that when a cop comes there, I think that the man should be took away. Unless, unless that the guys is beat to shit and the woman has no marks on her at all. That, and, and, uh, and besides that, I think the man should be took away. And then the situation addressed later. Like, I think that's what should happen. That's the only way. Because most of the and time, like, it's mean, the man. My clothes were ripped off of me. Yeah. I mean, my makeup was all messed up. My car had been beat to shit. Um I mean, I was, my face was red. I'd been, I really hadn't been crying at that point. I was just mad. Um, cause at that, when you go into that, like flight or fight mode, I don't have a flight mode. I have a, let's, let's throw down mode. Yeah. Um, if you attack, come at me, I'm going to, and I had a gun in my, I had a gun in my car still. I had a pistol that he didn't know about in my car. And I was trying to get to it, but at the same time, I was afraid to get to it because if I had gotten that and he had gotten a hold of it, he would have killed me. Yeah. My sons were in the house and he would have he would have killed me. That's so fucked up. He'll get what he deserves. It's a special place in hell and jail for motherfuckers like that. He has to live a lie where he has to watch me kick ass, take names, raise two freaking little badass kids. And he don't get nothing to do with him. That piece of shit gets his payback every damn day that he opens his eyes. I hope he lives to be an old, old man. And he gets to watch me work every damn day. Absolutely. I like that. See, that's, I like that. I like how you view that. A lot of people are not going to see it that way. A lot, a no, lot of, they don't. They, yeah. they say that I'm antagonizing him. I'm not antagonizing him. I think that it's okay. I think there's a there's a quote that I really really like, um, and it's uh, I'm gonna butcher this because I just don't have it in front of me. But it pretty much says uh, the Lord has prepared a place uh, at the table for me in in the presence of my enemies. So if He's prepared a place for me at a place, uh, whatever, I'm not going to uh, not eat in front of my enemies. They're gonna watch me eat. They get to, he gets to watch me and my yeah, kids yeah. live a good yeah. freaking life. Yeah, I'm not going to block 
them on social media or whatever, they're going to watch me eat is pretty much how the quote, it breaks it down in a weird way, but it's saying, I don't have to block the people I don't like in my life. Uh, if if you've done me wrong or whatever, I want you to see me succeed. I don't have to, I want you to, if I end up making a post about you or I end up succeeding despite you, I want you to fucking see it. And I want it to be rubbed in your face because you're part of my success because you screwed me over because you hurt me. And I want you to know that it's because of you. Absolutely. The only, the only platform that I do not have him blocked on is, is TikTok. Good. Because like my Instagram and my Facebook, that's a little bit more like personal stuff. Yeah. You know, pictures of the kids. It's just the kids. And there for a long time, I wouldn't post pictures of just my kids because I knew that piece of shit would save them and act like <laughs> number one dad. Um, after he signed his rights over, his girlfriend made a post about my kids for for Father's Day. He signed his rights over. And I, oh, I didn't tell. I didn't tell that part. Okay, so all right. So I'm also while I, this is where that victim mentality comes in versus being smart and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to screw you over. Yeah. I'm getting ready to ride you hard and put you up wet. Oh boy. So, um, in October, he assaulted the boys. I got the EPO. He couldn't have contact with them. Um, I let his child support pile up and pile up and pile up in the state of Kentucky. If you get over $5,000 behind in child support, you lose your driver's license. Well, lineman can't work without a driver's license. And he knew, based off of our divorce, that I know a lot. Listen, lineman, I don't know how familiar you are with that. They're a different breed of humans, okay? Like, yeah. they're just, that's a family. Yeah. I got the line family. He got his ass booted out. Damn. Yes. So, he knew, he knew that I would contact whoever the hell I needed to contact to make sure that his ass was out of a job without a driver's license. So I waited till he hit $5,000. I went and filed for child support. Um, and he sent me a text message on December 21st, four days before Christmas, that said, no, that's the day he signed them. It was like December 19th. He said, um, if you will drop the child support case, I'll sign over the rights to the boys. I said, meet me at the attorney's office. And I texted my attorney. And I said, uh, I sent her the screenshot of the text message. And she was like, thank God. I'll have the papers drawn up, have him sign it. And he went in on his lunch break and signed them. I, if I didn't already hate him, and I, I, I don't know him. If I didn't already fucking hate him, I hate him now. There's nothing in this world. There's not a dollar amount in this fucking There's nothing that would make me. There's nothing that could make me sign over the rights to Gracie. Not a goddamn thing. Well, in the state of Kentucky, so basically in the state of Kentucky, you cannot be made a bastard. That's the rule. You cannot make a child a bastard. So normally they don't let you sign over rights to a child um, without somebody willing to adopt them. And my dad, they wouldn't let my dad adopt them. If, If my dad adopted them, I had to give up my rights too. And my mom and dad had to adopt them. Yeah. Um, So I had to prove financially that I could provide for them without any help from the state of the state and um with the domestic violence past that we had had honestly i think the judge was sick of dicking with him like i think he was tired of seeing his name um so he signed it and the rest was so like if you're a single mother and you don't know who the father is or whatever in kentucky like how does that work 
Are you, is that a different situation? Um, so if I, I really don't know necessarily, I mean, I've, ne- I've never, to- I've never heard that before. Like they, they don't like, they don't like it for a child to be a bastard child in Kentucky. Well, no, a child can't be made. Oh, can't be made a bad. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And I got hate it. that saying. Got like it. I hate to think about my sons that way, but I mean, I guess it's the South, and that's just how people talk. No. But a child can't be made. I a actually, bastard. I actually, I actually love the term bastard. Um, I do. That when I started uh, on social media, when I was telling you earlier about like uh, when I was like when I used to be a big guy and everything, uh, the name that I came up with uh, when I blew up on social media like six, seven years ago was bearded bastard. Um, like when I was saying all this crazy shit I used to say before I went into country radio, but it wasn't because I was a bastard. It's a, to me, bastard is someone who has no, no owner, no ruler, uh, is somebody who can live by their own decree. So bastard, it didn't matter if you had a mother or father or not like you, you bastard to me just means something else, but it's just, you do what you, whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. It's a bastard. So, like, I think bastard's kind of a cool title, but you also, I'm a weird motherfucker. I'm a, I, well, I, I'm weird. I never thought of the word in a negative light, though, until yeah. they said, I can't make your kids a bastard. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, you know, it's just th- things are different when your children are involved. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, I just, I just think you're a badass. I posted a while ago when I had my phone up, I was taking a Snapchat of you to put on Instagram and uh, on Snapchat just saying Showtime or whatever, like I do with all my guests. And uh, I already had like three people message me back on Snapchat and was like, this is my fucking queen. Like, it's it, it been great. Like, I, I knew that you had like, I knew when I was watching your videos, you, there's just certain women that, you know, when, when I'm looking at their stuff, the effect that they have to have on other women, how empowering they have to be. Those are the women that I love having on this show. Uh, I just, there's something about certain women that I get. I had a, I got really, like I said, drunk last night and I was on a TikTok live at like three o'clock, two o'clock this morning. Somehow. I don't even know how the fuck I was alive. And, uh, Demps came in there and, uh, I love Demps. I, I do too now, but I, when I first thought reached out to her a couple of months ago, um, I reached out to her like I've done with a couple people because of her following, but I didn't really get it. If that makes sense. Like I didn't understand. And the more that I've watched her stuff, the more that I've got it. And then lately I've kind of paid attention to not just like her dancing stuff, but like some of her like content shit and her mother stuff. And it's like, I fucking get it now. I understand why women like her. It took me a little bit longer with her. It didn't take me no time with you because your shit, this is like, it punches you right in the face, like right out the gate. Same thing with Kelsey. Uh, when Kelsey, I thought I was going to hate Kelsey. I thought I really did. I tell the story. I must have told it 10 times in the past week for some reason. Uh, but I got her to come on the show and I was like, this is going to be really good. You know, I didn't think I'd hate her, but I thought we was going to disagree a lot. 30 minutes in, I fell in love with her. And just realize that this woman is special the same way it didn't take, but about five minutes on the phone with you the other day to realize you were special. And the more you talk now, you're just as fucking badass as they are. 
Well, so there is a, there is something with women like, like with women that have that type of personality and number one, you either love them or you can't stand them. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no in between with me. Either you are yeah. like ride or die for me. Cause you know, I'm a ride or die for you. Yeah. Or you're like that bitch is obnoxious. And number two, men can't hang with us if they have any bit of an insecurity. It takes oh, yeah. a secure, badass man to be able to put up with me in my mouth. And I know that. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't, I guess with me, I just don't, I don't know how to put it. I'm comfortable around women like y'all. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, for some reason, it just, it's like, I see women like y'all, though. I don't know how to fucking say this. Y'all are people that I love working with from the field that I come from. Like, I know that somebody like you makes me better. Like, you're the kind of person that when I do shows, that it might take 30 minutes for us to, like, make a connection as far as, like, talking. Uh, but once that connection happens, we can fucking ride. And what, right. whatever we do, because uh, I know that I'm good at what I do, but it's hard to find somebody that you can actually have conversations with and banter and bounce back and forth with and it not be, like, one point. There's a lot of people you can have conversations with but you're going to stay a, on a one trick pony. You're not a one trick pony. Some of those women I just named aren't either. Well, so, and that's why I have a, I have a hard time like with dating because I have to find somebody who has all of these same things that I have. Yeah. At first I thought I need like a real shy, quiet, reserved man that can put up with my crazy ass. No, mm. I, no, I drive him nuts. Yeah. That's what I'm learning right now. I, he can't hang, they can't hang with me. Yeah, uh, I've got to the point to where I thought for the longest time that I wanted someone who had nothing to fucking do with social media uh, because I, I just, I was like, it's too much. I hate me most of the time. I hate the shit that I do. I don't want, don't nobody, I don't want to fucking deal with me. How am I going to want to deal with somebody who's like me? And then I, the women that I've dated and women I've hung out with or what the fuck ever I've done. It's more I've got is like, well, these women don't understand what I do. They don't understand that this is my life, that I have to get up. I have to create the stuff for the show that I have to sit here and I have to be around women all day. You know what the worst thing in the world is? Uh, having to sit here and argue with a woman, a jealous ass woman, because I'm doing a show with women and you're on Zoom. This isn't cheating. This is <laughs> this. Uh, how the fuck am I supposed to cheat with you right now? Please <laughs> well, tell me. I feel the same way because I understand that like men can DM me and this doesn't happen often. They see my TikTok and they're like, this bitch will eat me alive. Peace out. I, I got to go. Like, I don't want nothing to do with her. Um, I can't tell you how many times because I'm upfront about it. I'm like, you know, by the way, by the way. Um, if you don't know, I have a large following on TikTok where I roast misogynistic men pretty much. I mean, I just tell it how it is. Um, and I talk about my ex-husband and they're like, why do you talk about your ex-husband all the time? Because that's my story. That's my platform. That's my, that is, you know, that's what's helping women see, okay, she went through this shit, but she's good now. It's not because I'm in love, like still in love with him. 
you know, like, and so it, it's going to take a man who can understand that I'm not answering men in my DMs. I'm not talking about my ex-husband because I'm still in love with him. I'm not posting content for attention. It's going to take a man that is also on social media or has some understanding of social media to be able to realize that, you know, she's, she's doing this for other reasons. Than- yeah. I oh, know. I, I fuck. I get it. I promise you. Yeah. I get it. I didn't know that you roasted misogynistic men. I literally, I hadn't seen those videos. I have not yeah, seen. Okay. So, all right. So everybody thinks though, anytime I make a TikTok about a man just being a dumbass, they automatically assume that it's about my ex-husband and they're like, why are you still talking about my ex-husband? I, I'm not talking about my ex-husband. Like, I don't know what the hell, what he, what the hell he does with his time and his life. I don't give a shit. This has nothing to do with him. Like, it's a dumbass man who approached me and ghosted me after he found out I was on TikTok. Like, that's funny. Okay. So I go on a date one night. All right, we're eating, and the waitress was like, "Do I know you?" And I'm thinking, "I'll think so." I mean, I'll, I'll think you do, maybe, but I'll talk to anybody. Like, I'll just talk. I'll sit and talk to anybody. And she's like, she goes and does whatever, and she comes back, and she says, do you make TikToks? And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. And he's like, all right, you got to let me see them now. I mean, about four videos in, I'm like, well, I am never going to hear from him again. Give me the filet mignon, please. Give me something good and expensive. (laughs) Yeah, you might as well get it. Uh, That shit sucks. Uh, I literally – I. I, I throw it out there right away. I don't meet – I never meet – when I do meet somebody off social media, media, it's completely by accident. I do my best not to, but if I do meet somebody off of it, the first thing I do is show them my shit. And, like, yeah, I, well, I, mean, I have to. I, I, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, after those things have happened, I'm like, okay, by the way. And most of the time, honest to God, it's normally less than 24 hours. That MF don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, w- women, see, women are different than men. I think men probably do get scared by it. the women that act like they're interested in me. Women are women are tricky. The younger ones, the younger ones like it. But I don't like younger women. I'm 34. If you're younger than me, it's 50-50. I've only met like one or two girls that have been in their younger 20s that i actually could hold a fucking conversation with i i usually think they're fucking stupid to be honest with you if you like to twerk or you think that shit there you were raised different to me i already got an old soul anyway like i an old country i should have been born in the fucking 60s or what yeah like i was not made for this generation i hate everything about this generation that i'm part of and like I like women my age and it's hard for people to understand that it literally blows women away. So when you get these younger girls who got like that is daddy issues and don't get me wrong. I don't mind the daddy issues. Sometimes, sometimes they play into my favor, but like some of them just want the attention. Like I don't make TikToks with people. Like I don't have a TikTok for tiktok i have it to promote my show i make stupid fucking videos so people will find my show i don't do it because i'm like oh this is a trend this is funny no i do it so it draws interest into my show 
That's it. There will there will never be a man put on my TikTok right. as a as a relationship until they are a permanent relationship. Oh fuck yeah! But Unless no. it's I won't hide the fact that I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Like hey, I'm out with my man tonight. I'm on live. You ain't gonna see who the hell it is. You ain't gonna hear his voice. But um, I won't hide the fact that I'm in a relationship. But you aren't gonna know who it is until it's real serious. Yeah, I think that's stupid. I, th- I yeah. think it is. I think. Yeah. Th- these younger girls, that's all the fuck they want. Well, you have to learn your lesson, though, the hard way, first of all. And second of all, you have to – I have kids. It's different. Yeah. Everything's different when you got kids. Those are younger girls probably don't have – you know, if they don't have kids full-time, then it's, it's different. But they see these younger girls, if y'all are listening, ladies, I'm going to tell y'all one more time. I do not have the money that you fucking think I have. I am, I am not Joe Rogan yet. I do not have a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify. <laughs> I'm working on it. Quit trying to star fuck. I'm not one of those yet. Okay. <laughs> they they treat me like like some of them act that way when they come around me. Like they be they be extra slutty sometimes. And it's like, first off, I don't like that. I like modesty. I literally a modest woman is sexy to me. Now there's time, there's time that if you want to be that way, it's completely fine. We talked about this on the, on the show last night. I don't mind a woman being sexy. I don't, but there's a time and place for it. If you're all the time, if you're all the time showing your shit off. Now, if you went and looked at my for you page on TikTok, yeah, you're going to see a lot of ass and tits. No doubt. I'm a grown ass man. I'm 34 years old. I'm not sitting there looking at fucking cake recipes on TikTok. I am, I am looking at what I look at, okay? There's a lot of ingrown toenails, a lot of dirty jokes, and a lot of ass and tits. That's my For You page. My daughter, you my daughter says it needs bleach all the time. But, <laughs> but here's the deal. If that's all you have to offer, you, then you have nothing to offer me. Like, you, you have nothing to offer me. So my parents have, have taught me this, I mean, since I was a kid. A mini skirt should be long enough to cover the subject, short enough to keep them interested. Absolutely. I am one way on social media and out in public, and I am a totally different person behind closed doors. Only very select few people get to see that side of me, and that's how it should be, and that is not how it is in today's world, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I was very surprised. We had a friend with us. We just went on a, a trip here recently, and uh, I was very surprised by the way this person dressed because uh, they were younger and uh, I was very shocked. And I was like, you're way younger than us. I figured you were going to dress like everybody else. That's like your age. And they didn't. And they were like, that's not the way my mother raised me. And I I was like, okay, you got my fucking respect. That's cool as shit. And that made them even like cooler in my book. You just don't see that. Like there's girls that when I'm, I'm in Nashville all the time for, for shows and hanging out with my buddies, there's bitches walking around in lingerie at bars now. And it's like, do you really think you fit to find a man? Uh, you know what a man's going to do when he sees you? He's just going to lust after you. He ain't going to fall in love Smash with you. and dash. That's it. Yeah. Like you're going to, there's nothing <clears throat> wrong. I mean, if, if that's what you want as a woman in that point in time in your life, of course, that's fine. I'm not, no, I'm not knocking you for it, but don't sit there and say that you want a real relationship. You want love. You want somebody that wants your fucking soul. Uh, and, and you dress like that every fucking day. That's not. Well, okay. That's not. So I have like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, go do it. 
But I also look totally different now than I did. Like I did not hit my hit my prime years until I was divorced and gone from that man. I just look like a totally different person. And so I don't see myself as like, I am the type of chick that's like, let's go out and eat some wings and drink some beer and watch some football. Fuck it. And I'm kind of like a bro girl, you know, like. Bro girls like are the makeup. fucking best though. But I like to wear makeup and wear red lipstick and get my toes done and get my nails. That kind of, I'm that kind of bro girl. Yeah, me too. Like if we go four wheeling or fishing or hunting, I'm going to have full face of makeup on. I'm going to look like a bad bitch while I'm doing it. So, um, I just, I don't know. I don't see myself as being like that type of a person. Like, it's just not me. It's not who I am. It's never going to be who I am. Yeah. I just, there's a lot of this shit. I just don't get, uh, but fuck it. I guess I'm not supposed to understand it. That's another thing. I don't try to understand shit that I don't, I can't understand. It's not meant for me to understand. You know, a lot of that shit don't add up. I don't get, I don't understand why the fuck you wear makeup. Riding four wheelers. That sounds fucking stupid to me. I, I I guess if you want to look pretty while you do it, then by all means. But you're gonna get fucking mud and dirt all over you. Like just go on, go all natural. And and that's the thing too. Like I don't dislike what I look like all natural. Yeah. It's not that. Like I just enjoy waking up every day and putting makeup on. I like like I like that. I like the feeling of like okay, I look a little different. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Teach their own. You know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a big makeup guy. I don't really, uh, I don't know. There's something, I'm weird. I'm a weird, weird person. You know, I have been told by a lot of men that, 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 yeah, you wear too much makeup. Well, I'm not wearing it for you. So I really don't give two shits what you think. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it don't matter. It, like I said, I, it's, it's how you feel when you look in a mirror. It ain't about my makeup is like yeah. my self care for the day. Like yeah. I, like I like that time by myself. Yeah. I, it is about how you feel about yourself. And that's all the fuck that matters. My opinion towards that shit does not, it shouldn't influence anybody. Like, right. I, I've had women that I've been around. I like that you're a strong woman when it comes to that stuff. I like that you, you know, you, you kind of, you get feisty about it. I like that. Cause some women will be like, my man don't like me to wear makeup or whatever. Or Josh said I shouldn't wear so much makeup. And then they're not going to wear makeup the next day. But then secretively the whole day, they're going to be like, I don't, I think I should have wore makeup. Wear what the fuck you want to wear. Don't worry about what somebody else does. I'm going to wear what the fuck I want to tomorrow. I would never want somebody to like, if, if they felt like, if, if they felt like they had to do what I wanted them to do, then that's not that's not jiving anyways. Like, no, no I, if I want to wear makeup, I'm gonna wear makeup. Now in the summertime, like when me and my kids are out in the pool and that kind of stuff, I go days and days and days without putting makeup on. Yeah. It's just whatever the hell I feel like doing for the time. That's what you're supposed to do. I was talking to you some, know? I was telling somebody the other day trying to explain this fucking concept to them that there's not enough people that realize that having your best interest is is okay. Because the person sitting across from you right now, they have their best self-interest at heart. There's nothing wrong with looking after yourself and like looking out for yourself. Where we get too wrapped up in like doing what's best for somebody else. They're not going to do what's best for us. So why even give a fuck about what they want, what would they think of us? Because they don't they're not thinking about us. So why should we think about them? Well, so I tell my followers like. Um, you have to put yourself first. 
you put yourself even above your kids because if you're not good with you, if I'm not 100% with Chelsea and happy with Chelsea, then I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good coworker. You know, you just, and I think a lot of people don't really realize that. I think that they are not comfortable in their own skin enough to just be like, take me or leave me. I don't really give a shit either way. Yeah, you can tell you have that attitude. I like that about you. I do have that. I do have that attitude. Did it take you a long time to get that? Yes. It wasn't until I, it wasn't until I, well, yes and no. I had it. And then my ex-husband squelched, like squelchered that. He, he squelchered that. I had it in a fake way too. I've always been loud. I've always been the funny girl, the funny fat girl. Um, so it wasn't until I got rid of him and like, and built my confidence up that now when I say it, I mean it, I don't, I do not give a damn. It's funny. It's funny. You fucking say that. Cause that's the same way I used to be. I literally used to look at myself and I used to always be, I'm still fucking loud. I've always been loud, but I used to act like I didn't give a shit, but I really gave a shit. I probably cared more than anybody else in the fucking room. Now, I don't give a fuck, and I really mean it. I spent a lot of my life being the doormat, but telling everybody that I wasn't the doormat. Yep. And, yeah, and now it's just like, I literally could give a shit less about anything. Well, like, I, give a, I don't give a shit about what people think or say about me. Yeah. I do care about people. I care about people too much, a lot of times. A I, whole lot of times. I don't. I, I care about the people I care about. If I love you, I love you. Right. So, like, yeah. my people are my people. Yeah. And you can say or do whatever the hell you want to say or do about me. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I know what I am, and I know who I am. But yeah. the second you say something, like, about one of my friends or about somebody in my family, and you're signing your death warrant if you do it about my kids. Because oh, I will yeah. absolutely ruin your life and, and enjoy every damn second of it. Um, But... I don't know. I'm just, it's just, just different. I don't, I will cut you where you didn't realize you could be cut before. Yeah. See, one thing about uh, me is uh, I'm, I'm an asshole. So when somebody is aggressive towards me or one of the, my loved ones or whatever, they're going to get it. And I don't mean like fighting. I mean, I have had to, I've recently back in December, I had to address something that I, Literally have not, I've wanted to address since I was in high school. Um, I was bullied growing up and a situation came up that was just, it wasn't handled the right way. And it was given the opportunity for an apology before, but somebody wanted to still be an asshole. And now it's just like, all right, since everybody else knows, but you don't know, because then I see you like looking weird. Uh, so I was bullied growing up along with a lot of other of my friends. And a couple months ago, uh, we was at his house party or whatever. Went to go see one of my buddies, uh, in, that was in town. And, uh, this guy who used to pick on us when we were younger, who he was older than us was over here at his house. And, uh, he's been a fucking asshole. This guy's always been an asshole. And, uh, I got a buzz and I'm not that little fat kid anymore. I'm not. And, uh, I'm, you know, I can hold my own. And um, I talked to this guy because now I got nuts about me. And it's where I tried to approach this dude like a man. And it's like, 
I know that I'm good now. I'm very secure with myself now. I'm not an ugly man. I'm not a little fat kid anymore. And I just want an apology. I don't want it for me. I want it for my buddy that was there with me that was upset and still felt traumatized by this guy. Uh, my buddy that was there with me was even bigger than me. Like I was 330 pounds at one point in time. My buddy was like 350. And my buddy now is like 180 pounds and teaches kids MMA and teaches them how to not get bullied in school. But my buddy was upset when he was around this guy because he felt like he was that fat kid back in high school again. So he was like that trauma just fucking hit him. And like, he was just like, ugh. but this dude has been through a divorce. He's, he's been through some bad shit. So like, he saw this dude, it fucked with him. And uh, he kind of got emotional about it. He's a, he's a crybaby just like I am. Except I'm, 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 I'm different though. If you upset me, if you see tears coming from my eyes, in that situation, oh, you finna see some fire come out these hands. You, you, you better yeah, get yeah. the hell out of the yeah, house. Yeah, because we finna light some shit up. And uh, so, like, I approached this dude like a grown-ass man. And uh, he wasn't having it. Like, he wanted to get a smart-ass mouth with me. And uh, I was like, okay, dude, look. All I'm doing is I'm asking you to please apologize to him. You ain't got to apologize to me. And then the dude said something to me that really hurt. And if anybody out there that if you bullied anybody growing up, I don't ever fucking say this. He was like, I'll go apologize to him, but I don't even fucking remember doing it. And it's like, you traumatized a lot of people and you don't even fucking remember doing it. And you it's don't like, even have a recollection of it. Yeah. Like he, he did. I and mean, the fucker did like, it's, it's, everybody knows he did. And everybody still fucking hates this dude. Like he's he still, everybody still calls him a fucking asshole to this day. Um, so nothing happened that night or whatever, just went on about our business left or whatever. They asked me to leave and eh, whatever. So a couple, another month or two goes by and we go to this house party and this dude is literally picking, he's picking fights with people. And I just, I'd had enough. Like he messed with one of my buddies that was standing there and I fucked his ass up like good. And sponsors, if you're listening, I was just standing up for the little guy. I was just standing up for the little guy. I just, I don't like that shit. Like it, there comes a time that you, you got to, if somebody's not going to learn a lesson the easy way, you got to fucking teach them to them the hard way. I am really good about moving in silence. I play the long game. I always play. I always play the long game. Like, all right, you screwed me over. I'm going to go quietly. I'm not going to fight and argue with somebody. I'm not going to. I am not going to expel my energy to fight and argue with some dumbass. So I'm going to go quietly, and I'm going to work in the background. And when it hits you, it's going to be like a, a brick house just fell on top of your head. Yeah. And that's what it was. And you're going to regret the day that you ever crossed me or my children. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... Uh... It was a great moment too, because what was even what was even better about it, and it was like the moving in silence thing, like you said. It was afterwards uh, the MMA gym that my buddy teaches at. They do like a little podcast. Um, shout out to Jimmy and all them. Um, they asked me to come over to their gym and do like a show over there and talk to like them because their kids listen to it and everything too. And I was like, of course I will. Um, like the anti-bullying stuff, and I was like, I'll do it. And uh, I got so many messages. Like, my show is in 
the top one percent in the world, like it's been ranked as high as like seventy three overall in the world at one point in time on Apple. So like there's like four million fucking shows. So it's that's crazy. Um, and I got more messages from that show from people being like, this gives me inspiration to like stand up the stuff, but do it the right way. Cause I even share in the show. I, okay. If you've ever been bullied before, what's a, when you get bullied, you end up taking out your aggression on somebody weaker than you. So I did that to two people myself. And a couple of years ago, probably in my early twenties, mid twenties, the two that I picked on, I ended up reaching out to and apologizing to. And now I'm friends with both of these guys. And uh, like, I even tell that story in there and I called them out by their names. And when I tell that part of the story as well, like people reached out to me and were like, because you said that it gave me enough confidence to apologize to people that I was needing to apologize to. So it wasn't even the aspect of, Hey, I want to go fight my fucking childhood bully. It was, I knew that I needed to apologize and make right some shit because I probably made some people feel bad. So it, it's where, you know, the moving in silent stuff, it, it played out to where I was an asshole, made shit right and made other people might make shit right. So you never know as long as you play it the right way, you know? Well, so bullies hurt after you've been bullied, you turn to the bully because hurt people hurt people. That's that. I mean, that's what, you know, that's just how it is. What people that are going around hurting other people, it's because they're hurt. Yeah. And I've been that person. Oh my God. I, I mean, prior to me, like being a confident, just, you know, whatever woman I was, I was a, a horrible human being. Like I thought my shit didn't stink for whatever freaking reason. Cause I had my ex-husband had money that I could go blow. Like I just, I was a bitch. I mean, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be my friend. I was a bitch. And I had to apologize to a lot of freaking people. I'm really sorry if I ever made you feel like tried to make you feel inferior to me. Cause, cause that was wrong. And I shouldn't have done it. Me and you sound like a lot, a lot. That's how I am though. Like if I, if I mess up, there's been times that I have posted content that I didn't mean it the way people took it. Um, but I had to apologize. And if, if whether I meant to hurt your feelings or not, if I hurt your feelings, I hurt your damn feelings. And I have to apologize for that. Give me an example of that because I'm all about people not apologizing for your content. If you meant it the right way. Okay. So I made, it was that sound, um, uh, shit. What was it? It was trending at the time. Um, I wonder if you know how it really feels. And it was about depression, being depressed. Okay. Oh my God, I feel so depressed. And I said, and I wonder if you know how that really feels because I also work in the mental health field and the word depression is overused. People yeah. overuse that word. I'm so depressed. Depression and being feeling depressed for a moment are two very different damn things. And I was talking about myself being diagnosed as being clinically depressed. I was not taking, like, I was not trying to compare traumas. They came for me in the comments. You're trying to compare traumas. You're gatekeeping depression. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So I didn't apologize for what I said. I apologize that I did not clearly and concisely okay. show what I was talking about. So I don't know if that's necessarily an apology, I got what but you it mean. was like a, 
it was more of an explanation of, okay, obviously this didn't come across how I wanted it to, but this is what the hell I was talking about. Uh, but you're right though, because uh, like I'm a suicide survivor and like I, I deal with depression and anxiety, but mm-hmm. what you're, you're, you're right. The being depressed and having depression are completely two different things. That pe- is a whole other world. It's not yeah. even, you can't even compare it. And unless you are, have been depressed. I, I literally, I've got a, I've got a friend right now who is, has got a, somebody in his life that uh, they think that the person in his life may be clinical. Like th- they're going through something right now. And I work with uh, some veteran organizations that deal with like Mission 22, Fight the War Within. We've had them on the show. We just had a show on Saturday. Uh, if you're a veteran, please go listen to that show. We had six vets on the show Saturday. It's called You Are Not Alone. Um, and they share their stories. And Mission 22 is involved in that show as well. Um, but the example that I give people, uh, is if you're depressed, like you actually have depression is like your body's a car and depression is somebody else driving in the brain. Like somebody else is driving you. You don't know why you're doing what you're doing. You don't know where you're going. And eventually you're going to hit a wall. You're going to crash. And when you crash, that's when you figure out it's too late. It's, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing or where you're going. And when it's too late is when you wreck. So that's depression is just, you, you don't know this is fucking, it's the hardest shit ever. I, I was depressed in high school and I just never knew it. I used to walk into a room and I would think everybody in the room was talking negatively about me. I had no fucking idea that nobody in that room or that gym or whatever, nobody gave a damn about me. They didn't no, give a damn. They weren't looking at you. Nobody cared. No one cared, but my brain told me that every single person in there was looking at the shoes I had on. They they knew what score I just had on whatever test. They knew what girl just broke up with me. They knew every single thing about me, and literally no one gave a shit about me in okay. the be- in the best way possible. Is to it, and all I'm saying is, and if you work in the field, you know, uh, which I didn't know you did, or we could have fucking done half the show just on that. That's my favorite subject. I, I, listen, mental health is my is my shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's and, the and thing like, I'm most passionate about. I I I knew that you worked with veterans. Yeah, and this is really ignorant of me, honestly. I did not. I could not connect with veterans and PTSD. And like, why can't you just shut that? Like, shut it off until I went through the shit that I went through. That's not even a drop in the bucket compared to what those men and women have been through. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not a raindrop in a gallon of water. So I you, mean, it's not. So you can't say that. I'll tell you why you can't say that. And like, I'm not a vet. I'm not a vet or anything. Like, I've never served a day in my life. I always, I always make that clear to people. I got passionate about it when I started a bearded bastard and everything on social media because uh, I would, I, I love our, I love our servicemen and women. I, I, I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, some started reaching out to me once I shared my suicide story and like my come up or whatever you want to call it and the stuff they would tell me and how inspirational and shit it was to them. And it's like, I've done fucking nothing. Like my suicide was the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. It just made me realize like my triggers. It made me realize that there was an issue. Like it's the, like literally the best and worst day of my life almost besides for my daughter being born. And I guess I just found myself after that. And 
when you hear these things from these vets, one thing that you can cover across the board when it comes to PTSD is it doesn't matter what the incident is. It all affects the brain the same way. So what you've been through is just as traumatic, like on the, on the scale of things, like it is. So there's some that we had a guy that was on Saturday and is you probably have been through more traumatic things than he has been through. Like, honestly, but it, it, it's the same. I mean, it's, you know, like, I mean, I hate to say it like, cause I'm not downplaying what he's been through, but it's, it's literally the same thing. Like you've, right. you've probably been injured worse than he had been injured. Well, yeah. I mean, I, there, I mean, there's been times that I thought, like, I thought I'm, I'm going to die. This is, this yeah. is it for me. Like I'm going to die tonight. Yeah. But like, I did not really understand really like PTSD until I had nightmares and yeah. night sweats and night terrors. And you wake up and you feel like somebody's on top of you choking you and you can't breathe and, and you're, you're in your bed by yourself. Like, so it wasn't until I really had experience with PTSD that I realized like how much of a need there are for veterans in our, in our, like in our country and, the, and, and how much mental health is so it's so taboo still in especially in the south oh yeah. god the fact that i have my boys in therapy i get so much shit from that in my hometown i'm making them pussies yeah uh no no see, I'm, I'm making i'm making them good damn men you are you are i don't believe in therapy uh well it's not I don't believe in therapy i believe in the right kinds of therapy um i believe in support systems the, the reason why I believe in support systems more than I believe in therapy is I believe you have to be in rooms with people that have been through the same things that you've been through. Like I don't, we talk about this on Saturday. It's hard for a lot of people to put their faith uh, or trust into a, uh, into a therapist that's never been through what the fuck they've been through. Exactly. So that, that that's my problem. Like, yeah. See, I don't, I don't go to therapy. Yeah. My therapy is, is working with women on, exactly. yeah. on, on TikTok. Fuck yeah. But my kids though, I can't work with my kids because I'm going to put my trauma onto them. Their trauma is different than my trauma. It's, it's different. Yeah. My, nobody in my family has any experience with divorce, has any experience with domestic violence, has any experience, experience with any of that. So they can't relate that. They cannot relate that to anybody. Yeah. So I felt like taking them to see a therapist was really the only option and choice they had, like, because they had to work through some shit. Do, uh, do you have them? How, how did you say, I know one of them's like real young, right? Uh, eight and three. Okay. Eight and three. You got them like involved in sports and stuff too? Oh God. Yeah. We play okay. everything coming and going. Okay. Good. Oh yeah. We're big yeah. football. We love football and golf. Those are our two number one. Fucking A. There we go. It's a weird, weird combination. No, My it's not. My eight-year-old, I'm telling you, he's the next damn Tiger Woods. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm uh, shooting for. No. No, um, the reason I ask is there's there's so many lessons you'll you'll learn in that shit as far as therapeutic lessons you'll learn anyway. Oh, listen, I played sports my entire life, like yeah. my whole life. Um, basketball and softball. My dad was always my coach, always my coach. Um, if I did not have that mental toughness that he instilled in us in sports. I would not have survived the last three years of my life. That when I look at everything, everything in life, the deal with my ex-husband work, everything as a win or lose, you either win or you lose. And I'll be damned 
if I'm all friggin' lose at anything because I ain't gonna do it. Fucking thank you for having that mentality. There's not enough people to understand in this soft ass world we live in now how crucial sports are, whether you're good or not at it. I don't listen. My little my oldest played baseball last year. Sweet Jesus, he was the worst player on the damn team. He was awful. I made his ass go outside, and we worked and worked and worked and worked. He got a little bit better. He didn't get much better. But he was like, Mom, I just want to quit. Nope. Nope. Ain't no quitters in my house. You're going to go, and you're going to – you said you want to do it. You're going to fulfill that commitment, and you're going to work to get better because that's just life. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's what – I got in so much fucking trouble on radio one day. So much trouble because of this. But I'm standing by it today. Uh, we had a, somebody call into the radio station one day when I was working there, and they were like, my son sucks at football. He sucks at football. I want him to quit. Should I let him quit? And I was like, uh, you can let him quit after the season. And uh, they were like, but I really want him to play. And I was like, look, your son's not meant to play football if he sucks at it. Find him another sport. Not everybody's meant to do this. It don't matter how passionate he is about it. If he's out there getting his – oh, no, excuse me. I said it wrong. He sucked at it but wanted to keep playing. And the mother wanted to know, even if he sucked at it, if, you know, it was time for him to move on or something. He was small. He was undersized. He's getting his ass kicked. It, like, hurt. People don't realize it's okay to move on from that stuff. Like, find something else. Like, if you're undersized and you play football, you're going to get fucking a real injury. Like, I wish I wouldn't have played football. I'm 5'10". I've got a knee that kills me every day. I got a shoulder that kills me every day. Like, I wish somebody would have told me, hey, you're never, ever going to play college football. Like, let's go ahead and put some golf clubs in your hand. I love playing golf now. I really, I play, I was very, I was decent enough at baseball that I probably could have like played like maybe some, maybe, maybe, maybe at a small college, but I messed up my shoulder my junior year. And, uh, I wish that I would have almost never played baseball. I really wish as decent as I am at golf. And I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite shit on the planet. But I'm pretty fucking good at golf to only been playing three years. Okay. So, with baseball and golf, typically, if you're pretty decent at one, you're real freaking good. At the, like, you're good yeah. at the other one. But you can't do both. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've been through this hell with baseball last year. And he's like, I just want to go to the golf course. Like, I don't want to be here. I just want to go golf. And by, when he gets to high school or middle school, you can't do both. You can't play golf and baseball because your golf swing messes up your baseball swing and your baseball swing messes up your golf swing. And I'm paying too, damn, too much damn money for these private golf lessons for him to go out to the Little League field and screw that swing up that I'm paying for. So, how, it ain't what, happening. How tall is he? Okay, so this – Well, he's eight. This is funny. He's eight, though, He's right? eight. He's a big boy. My kids are huge. My, both my boys are tall. Okay. I'm 5'8". My ex-husband was 5'8 with boots on. He was a sawed-off little piece of shit, okay? Literally, like a little sawed-off. Okay, so I, you had just mind-fucked me. Not at all what I had in my head. Listen, no, like a sawed-off little sack of shit. Bald, I, like, like he's going bald, horseshoe bald, though. Not all the way bald. He's going bald. He's got shitty tattoos. And I love tattoos. Listen, there ain't nothing better than a man with – with a nice bald head and some nice tattoos. You but better this, you better not look at my Instagram. You liable to like it too much. Oh god, oh god, <laughs> I want to check it out. I want to check it out now. 
Oh, the southern accent and tattoos? I might get in some trouble. You might. Or you might get in some trouble, actually. God damn it. <laughs> so, um, but everybody in my family is freakishly tall. Like, my first cousins are 6'5 and 6'6. Six, six. They're big. Like, just the Wattenbargers are big people. And so, my boys don't look like my ex-husband. They don't walk like him. They ain't built like him. They don't talk like him. I mean, they are just, they're big kids. My old, my oldest at seven last year and when he was this summer, he can drive the ball in the air 150 yards. Hell yeah. He, I, he can kill the ball. He can friggin' kill the ball. Couldn't hit a damn baseball past the pitcher's mound. <laughs> take the bat out of his hand. Take, we're done. Take, we're take, done. take the bat out of his hand. And it breaks my heart because I there is nothing that I love more than to go to a baseball game. God, uh, I love yeah. baseball. Yeah, I'm fucking the same way. Uh, no, I pictured I'm, – I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck I pictured with your husband – or your ex-husband, excuse me. I'm oh, gonna, God. I thought this motherfucker looked like – like I don't know if you ever watch wrestling. I literally, Hell, yeah. All right, so I'm a huge fucking, like, 90s and 80s wrestling guy. I literally had in my fucking head the giant from WCW, like, the big show. I Like, that's what I had in my fucking head for some reason. Like <laughs> – Cause you're from fucking Kentucky and coal mining. Like that's what I had in my head. Like this big motherfucker, like the whole time you're describing, I didn't know you was talking about goddamn wee man. No, a sawed off little, literally like a, you stack shit higher than him. God damn. That's it makes funny. It worse for me. I mean, it, it, does, it really it, does. Now I know why I didn't go to jail. Okay. So I have never ever dropped that man's at in any of my content. I'm not going to. I've not yeah. dropped his, his girlfriend, his new supply. That's what I call her. I, I haven't. I'm never going to. I said at, when I started this shit, hashtag, I'm never dropping the at. Hashtag tiny tucks. What? <laughs> you can find him on fisherprice.com. <laughs> <laughs> we man. We man. This motherfucker's uh, going to come looking for me and find an ass whooping <laughs> I wish he – no, he won't. He's a puss. Uh, he won't you, go after nobody who he thinks is – is who who he thinks might whip his ass. He could come to Raising Grace Studios, but he ain't going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never dropped – for two reasons. Just because I'm better than that. And number yeah. two, it's embarrassing as shit. I don't blame you. I didn't fucking realize that that's where he was going with it. So, then his friggin' girlfriend – Comes into my comments talking shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you dumbass. You just screwed us both. Because here's what's going to happen. At that point, I only had 100,000 followers. But my 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 girls, I call it the girl gang. They're my bitches. Like, yeah. listen, they will fight to the death. And I'm the same way over them. Like, let's go. Let's go roast some dudes. Like, yeah. you know, they'll message me like, hey, some guy's giving me hell. And I'm like. Let's do it. You know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna give him hell back. So whatever. So I'm like, you just screwed us both. Because now all hundred thousand of these women are coming after you because you're a dumbass that's with a child child abuser. Yeah. And number two, now a hundred thousand freaking people know that I was married to that sack of shit, like a pile of shit. It's embarrassing as hell. That's funny. My boy's awful. No, that's funny. I swear, like, it doesn't match. It. I mean, it doesn't match. It's funny because it doesn't match, and then that that, that makes it even better. 
And like, even like in my dating, like now, my friends are like, you go for these freaking medium ugly ass dudes. Like, what is wrong with you? And I, because I don't see myself. Like when I look at myself, I know I'm pretty. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't feel bad about myself. You are, you're a very good looking woman. Well, thank you. But like, that's not how I think about myself. I don't think about myself as being like this femme fatale or anything. Like, I'm just like, let's go suck the meat out of some, out of some ribs and, and drink beer and watch a baseball game. Like, I just don't, I don't, that's not what I see. So I don't know. Yeah. It's embarrassing as hell. I don't think it's embarrassing. You know. ain't seen, you ain't seen what he looks like. I can't, I don't like. I got, I've got a picture. I'm gonna send you. Okay, because I've got I, what's in my head. I'm so fucked up because of what I thought it was. Because you said something about football coach earlier, though, right? Yeah, I mean he wasn't very good, but he played. This is Kentucky too. Football. Oh, this is not a never. Like, never mind. Y'all basketball state. Never basketball state. Never mind. Never mind. I That's take right. my kid thirty minutes south to a different whole other school district because he likes football, and it's the only it's the only school in the state that gives a damn about football. Okay. Never. Never mind. I forgot. Yeah, Kentucky. I forgot. Nobody gives two shits about football. Hey, when you said football coach, that's what threw me off so bad. Because when you said that, I was like, oh, this is a big motherfucker. Oh, no, yeah. This yeah. Is, no, 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 I'll, no, no. At my I'll, high school, the guys that played football were the guys that were not athletic enough to play baseball or basketball. It was the shit stains that couldn't do nothing else. They play football, high school football. Where I went to school, now that's not where my kid goes to school. It's like the damn NFL. Like they take that shit serious and I love it. I love it. Your kids eight though. I don't care. They can't be taking that serious yet. Oh yeah. Oh, flag football down there. I have been to flag football games in the rain. I have been to flag football games when it's freaking 40 degrees outside and they're like, get your asses out there and play boys. It's practice time during flag football season. It is a five night a week sport. Flag. We We don't even start football here until middle school. Oh no, God no! They take it serious. Where, but I have to drive. I have to go thirty minutes south to yeah. get there. But yeah, y'all probably wouldn't last very long. They're playing Georgia sports. We probably have to kick that shit. 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 Hey, a... y'all did y'all did win the national championship? I was cheering for Georgia. Will you, did, I... will you, will you say that one more time? Just it's nobody. Nobody. No, no. I'm talking about the national championship. Nobody said that in a, in a couple of weeks. Hey, y'all did get that national championship this year. Yeah, we sure as fuck did, didn't we? I was, I was, <laughs> I was sick. I'm sick. I'm sick of uh, seeing seeing Alabama win. I like cheer for. I hate. Football. I hate them cousin fuckers. I hate the University of Alabama. Well, so in Kentucky, football's only gotten fun like the last couple of years. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been to Rep Arena to watch a basketball game, but I just went to my first football game this year. I took my oldest to watch them play Tennessee, and we got beat, but that's all right. But we shouldn't have it was a shitty game got shit but it's just now in kentucky football's getting fun nobody gave a damn about football don't worry y'all suck again next year oh shut up kentucky's not i mean but y'all y'all basketball school y'all basketball state y'all got one of the best basketball (laughs) programs ever we used to that is that's changing because everybody's sick of this like okay so when i was a kid growing up we idolized kentucky basketball players yeah You'd go out to eat in Lexington or you'd go to the mall in Lexington and you'd see these kids that you've watched play for four years. You'd take pictures with them. They would talk to you. They knew you, like that kind of shit. 
it's not like that anymore. These kids are in and out of here. They're using Kentucky to get to the NBA, and people are sick of that shit. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't blame them, though. It's awful. I haven't watched a Kentucky basketball game in probably two years. I watch everybody else but, but Kentucky. I'll go watch Charlie St- – what is her name? Charlie Theron or whatever on the sidelines. Charlie Theron. Whatever the fuck her name is. She's yeah. from Kentucky. Yeah, I know she is. I love her. She's a Kentucky girl. Y'all got – hey, I'll tell you this. I'm going to give the state of Kentucky a big-ass shout-out right now. And I'm finding this out about the women up there. Fast I, women and pretty horses, baby. I don't give a fuck about the horses. <laughs> I don't give That's not the saying. That's I, not the saying. It's fast horses and pretty women. But I always say fast women and pretty horses. Well, I like both of those things. Uh, well, I like the fast <laughs> women and the, and the pretty women. So, whichever it is, it's fine with it's fine. It's fine with this old boy. Uh, I say Kentucky women are just built I, different. I have never, never, never heard. You know how you got like states that always say they got the prettiest women. Like it, it, you always hear people talk about the women in Texas, and I goddamn love the women in Texas. And you always hear about the women in Louisiana. Nobody ever talks about the women in Kentucky. Like, the women down on the bayou, they always say them Cajun women are badass. Y'all have got. Some of the best looking women, the nicest women that's got the best attitudes and just the coolest motherfuckers I have got to talk to and hang out with ever. And I've never heard anybody brag on the women from Kentucky. Y'all are some badasses. Listen, women from Kentucky, like I can back a boat into the lake or I can get cleaned up when we go out to a nice dinner. I take my I take my oldest squirrel hunting we go deer hunting like i can do all those things by myself i don't need anybody to help me or i can get cleaned up and go get wild and go do whatever i want to go do like it's just that's just how the women are here how far i don't know what part of kentucky you and how you you very far away from nashville no uh it's like three hours i'm south i'm right off i-75 southeastern kentucky kentucky's so goddamn weird i swear it goes long yeah it's so I'm weird. The, I'm uh I am directly in the middle between Lexington, Kentucky and Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. So to get to to get to Nashville, I have to go west. Okay. It's like three hours. It's like two and a half, three hours. It's not a bad drive. Because we uh we are going to do, and you've got to come. You you would have to. You would have so much fun with all of us. We uh sometime this summer, sometime this summer, we are going to have I don't I did this stupid. I did it one time, and then I said, the next time that I do this, I'm fucking putting it together because I'm not ever doing it with people I don't want to do it with again. I did the one TikTok meetup because the people that I work with told me that I needed to make, like, some contacts or whatever, so I did it, like, back in October in Nashville. And I hated every fucking body that I met there. Everybody was entitled cunts. And I'm telling you – See, and that's why I struggle with the TikTok relationships – because I'm just me and I'm just, this is who, this is what you get. And I'm not going to pretend to like you for, for views. I'm not going to go hang out with you so that people look at my shit. Cause I don't give a damn. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, what got me was I've told a story on here, but you probably hadn't heard it. <coughs> Excuse me. Was I was upstairs at some bar with, with some of my buddies. And uh, there were some people that had already been to the studio, like, come here and done some shows and I was there bullshitting with them 
And uh, this guy comes up to me, and he's pretty much a fucking – he's weird. And uh, the guy I, – I don't even remember who his fucking name was. Um, I don't think I've ever even called him by his name on the show. But the dude walks up to me. He sees who I'm talking to. And he's like, hey, man, how are you? And I'm like, okay, guy. Yeah, nice to meet you. All this kind of stuff. And I'm there with, like, some of my actual musician buddies that live in Nashville that are songwriters. But I know some people from TikTok there. I'm talking to them, too. And this guy's like uh, – He's like, hey man, uh, are you on? Are you on the talk? He called it the fucking talk, and right then I knew I'd hate him. But it got worse. He's like, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, hey, uh, pull your phone out so I can follow you back. The dude was so fucking entitled. He thought that I already probably followed him. So he he's like, I was like, okay, whatever. So as I'm pulling my phone out. He's like, yeah, man, ever since I hit like 50,000 followers, dude, my life has just been crazy. I can't go nowhere. And I'm thinking in my head. 50,000 followers? That, that yeah. changed his life? Yeah. So me being the prick that I am, I don't say nothing. I think, and I don't care about the number of people that follow me. I love y'all. I'm very grateful. But in the scheme of things, that shit don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. Like some people take it way Eight too seriously. Eight thousand don't mean don't mean. I mean, like it, if you're not if you're not utilizing it for a business strategy or whatever, or to build your brand, then it means nothing. Like it, it really doesn't. Uh, and so the guy, like he he like ends up losing his shit when he sees it, or like I pull up my phone and I hand it to him, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you've got two hundred fifty thousand followers." He's like, "Oh, and you don't follow me." Or he's like, oh, okay. Like the dude's like blown away by it or whatever. And uh, I end up making a video about the dude, like after I leave. And and I literally tell the same story I just told you. And I'm like, I'm so tired. And a lot of really big creators started following me because of the video. So, and, and this is pretty much saying, I don't like you entitled fuckers. Like there's no reason if you have a following whatsoever, you're not shit. Like, Treat people the way you're supposed to treat people, not because of their fucking count on TikTok. People like that, though, will never have long-term success on Absolutely social not. media. When I, do, when I do a TikTok live or, or whatever, I know, the, I know my people. I, I call them by their first name. Like, if they are on my live or if they're on my lives a lot and it's just their username and it's not their first name, I'm like, hey, what's your name? I don't like calling you uh, Big Girl 32 or whatever. Oh, you know, like, but you know, I call them by the first name. I ask them about their kids. I ask them how their day was like, because that is just who I am as a person. And you're never going to have any long-term success in anything. If you're, if you're shitty like that, people are not going to like you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not very good at some of that stuff. Like, but I have a different outlook on it than some of y'all do. Um, I love what you do. I like how you do that. I'm used to this side of everything to where I've got that radio mentality. I'm not used to someone talking back to me. So like, I'm okay with this, but when I do like the lives, it's usually cause I'm promoting a charity event. I'm promoting something like that. I'm promoting the artists. I'm promoting a song that's coming out for one of my buddies. Uh, I'm not used to anyone talking back to me. Right. I'm, I'm having to get used to having people, there and me being aware that they can talk to me it's very hard for me because that's not what i was ever trained to do and it's hard but i get why people do it that's why you're better way fucking better 
at that stuff and why people love watching your lives to where your, your numbers are probably like really, really good. My numbers are not that ever good, but I love the people that sit there and bullshit with me. If I don't build that relationship with women that if I don't build that relationship with them, I'm not doing what I set out to do. And that is to, to make them see like, you can be a good person. You can live a good life after all this shit has happened to you. And when I connect with them and share, you know, a little bit about my personal life or a little bit about my kids, because I, I share my boys on there, not a ton, a little bit. Um, but if I don't build that connection with them, then they still don't really get it necessarily. Well, you're doing a great fucking job at it. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, well, I think that's a great way to end it. And uh, you know what? I had a fucking great time with you. You're definitely going to do this too. again. I was nervous as shit i'm gonna be honest i know you'd be great at it i was nervous as shit hold on just say recording the show i'll call you I, everybody does this they wait until no one has called me all day if you're listening to this right now y'all all do this you wait until i'm doing a show to everyone <laughs> to call me recording the show i'll call you right back uh but no um you i knew like there's just certain people that you know are going to be a great conversation. It's how I was, it's how I was telling you early about you, Dimps, Kelsey, and I've had other people too. That once you get the conversation flowing, you just got that ability. You just have that ability to just flow and then not be about one thing. Now there are other people that I've had on the show that uh, it's going to be a raunchy conversation. It's going to be it's going to be rough around the edges, uh, but it's still a great conversation. It's not meant for everyone to hear. You know, that's going to be a certain, it's going to be a, a great downloaded show, but not everybody can sit there and listen to it. And I love those shows too, because they're fun. They're fun for me. They're different. Uh, they're, 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 they're fun. I love those shows and I love those guests, but like shows like these, you never know where they're going to go. They're not, you never know. And I love these a lot uh, because they're just, this is more my wheelhouse. This reminds me of radio. It, this reminds me of, you know, if you go listen to Joe Rogan or you listen to the stuff that I'm, I'm passionate about, the stories that I listen to when I'm not uh, listening to, you know, myself, uh, I don't, I'm not so conceited folks. I don't listen to myself unless it's, I'm really fucked up and, you know, I don't listen to myself. I hate my, voice. I watch my TikTok videos all the time. Do you really? Yeah. I'm like, God, I look, well, especially like the ones that I don't know, like I have favorites. I have ones that I just really like and I just like to watch them. I'm like, I look like a bad bitch that day. I definitely don't watch mine. Really? No, I, yeah, I do. I mean, so, not all the time. I'm not like, I've, I've been told before, um, you're calling somebody a narcissist when you're, I am not narcissistic. Egotistical? Hell yeah, I am. But I, I have a huge ego. But no. No, I, I have a rule with that stuff. Like, um, if I post something, I almost don't even go back and read my comments. A lot of people, like, the reason why I, I know it sounds like a dickhead, right? But no. the, re the reason why is uh, some of the stuff I post, uh, I, I post some motivational stuff, some things like you got this. Some people look at me and they're like, I talk about God a good bit. And I also drink a lot. I also, some people think I'm a womanizer and I'm really not like, I'm kind of extremely picky when it comes to women. And I'm just a weird fucking person. So there's a lot of things that it sounds like I'm very 
I'm flip floppy or contra not controversial, but you know, I'm a hypocrite sometimes, I guess is what some people call me. But I believe when I post stuff, it's coming from a good place. And I don't want to read the negative comments because I can have 500 good comments on something, but I'm only going to pay attention to that one good comment. I mean, that one, I will have 500 good comments, but I'm only going to pay attention to that one negative comment. Yep. It's the only one I'm going to see. That's the only one that's going to stand out to me. And I've learned just fucking don't read them. Just don't read them. If I know that there's a chance there's going to be one stupid fucking comment, just leave it alone. Just let people comment, move on. You're only putting stuff on there to promote yourself. So the show's bigger, do what you got to do and move on. Hey, I love to clap back, love to clap back, but I've got myself in trouble. Yep, and I, I can't, I have, I have like very few violations left before my ass is banned for good. So I got to keep my mouth in check. I can't be. That is another, back. that is, that is another reason. Cause uh, my, my mouth is uh, known to get me the fucking trouble. And uh, I just, that's why I can't because it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. You say, I just like proving people wrong. No, if you try to be mean to me, I am really good at – there's two sides to me. You get sweet, nice, whatever, or you get bitch from hell. And I'm really good at if you if you want to poke me, I'm going to slice you open and I'm going to pour salt in the wound. And I don't like that about myself. Yeah, I but, don't – you see, I'm not that way because I think most of the people that end up saying something mean about folks like you are miserable fucking people. And I don't oh, think – that's why I would rather them just be miserable. I would rather well, I'd rather them just think that they got the best of me and them have to live their miserable fucking lives. The men, I don't I don't clap back to women. The men that say mean things about me are my ex-husband. They identify with him. Yeah. They're pieces of shit. Um the women that well, clap well, back to or the well, women that say negative things to me are the women that hold it down to those pieces of shit. And I'm not coming for them because I know what life they're living. It's miserable. What, a man what, though, I'm what kind of comment? What kind of comments would a man say to you? Oh my God. If I, when I post anything about child support, oh shit. She's just after child support. I don't get no damn child support. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, so I get those about child support. I, um, use my kids. I'm a bitter baby mama. I mean, it's just, it's, that's kind of shit all the time. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think a man should have to be told to take care of his kid. I, no, I had a man, um, who was constantly attacking me on TikTok, reach out to my ex-husband, find out my name and my address from my ex-husband. Did like this weird background search on me. I, I, I mean, I, I don't have any skeletons that I have in my closet. I'll bring them out. Like, let's, let me show them off to you. I, that's the same way I am. the shit's going to come out. Yeah. Hey, look, when, when the show, when this show blew up, um, I'd already done like when the first month that I got hired in radio, I'd already told the radio station that I had been to jail before that I had a problem with some shit when I was younger, when I was 18 to 22, I wanted everybody to know every bad thing I'd ever fucking done because I knew that there was going to be somebody out there. Somebody was going to go dig that shit up and try to hold it against me. So the second that this show blew up and we got signed by a management company in February last year, I went out of my way to do a whole episode by myself 
literally saying every single fucking thing that I did, everything. And anytime someone wants to say anything about me, it's like, bitch, go reference episode, whatever, from February of last year. You can't hold a goddamn thing against me. You cannot use that shit against me. And what he did was I had made a post about when I got my lip fillers. I had got my lips redone. I've had lip fillers since I started TikTok. I've had lip fillers for a long time, whatever. Like, who? everybody has lip fillers. Every shit. fucking woman does now. I, yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, so I had posted something about having lip fillers. And he commented um, for someone who post or for someone who filed bankruptcy, maybe you should take care of your kids and not go get lip fillers. Okay. There's a good portion of people who, after they get a divorce, have to file bankruptcy. Number one, number two, I had to file bankruptcy because my piece of shit ex-husband wasn't paying his truck payment and his credit was shit and he couldn't get his truck in his name. So my credit was just getting dinged and dinged and dinged and dinged and dinged because he wouldn't pay his damn truck payment. My attorney was like, that's the only option you have. Yes, there's that doesn't that. mean I'm a shitty person. Like I right. had to do that because he was being a shitty person. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. There's fucking nothing wrong with that. So I referenced videos where I had talked about it, like screen recorded or whatever. Well, then he got butt hurt and he, um, he, um, deleted the video that he made about me well it's too late well my followers figured out who he was so i follow him on instagram i didn't say nothing to him nothing i just go to instagram follow him he messages me back immediately and he said what the hell do you want and i said i just want you to know that i know exactly who the hell you are and oh, if you yeah. come into my town and if you mess with me or my children you will regret the day that you ever reached out to my ex-husband because you just put my sons in danger and I don't take that shit lightly. Yeah. See, this is what you do. This is what you do. Cause I am a complete fucking dickhead. Anything like that ever happens. Most of the men. See, now you got a friend like me. Now you got, you got Papa bear. You got big old dickhead Papa bear who gives zero fucks. And the men that actually do like me are alpha men who aren't scared of that love women like you because, you know, they're not intimidated by women like you because we love women that are exactly like us. And when we hear stuff about that, what we want to do is we want to play that knight in shining armor. We want to help that situation. So anytime any of those men want to be dickhead, what I'll do is we'll post that shit on my, on my Snapchat where we've got, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bikers and we've got hundreds and hundreds of veterans and if any of those guys want to be dickheads let them be dickheads to veterans who have mental health issues who love me and like to fight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Let, let's play that game see that's we'll why see how that goes you know the most protective most protected i've ever felt in my life i did this event a couple years ago and uh i I'm probably going to do it again soon. It was called the bearded bastards veteran bash. And, uh, what I did is I rented out this bar and, um, we gave, uh, any vet that wanted to come in, I paid their bar tap. And, um, we had people that, uh, I can't remember what, whatever. I bought like a shit ton of liquor for these vets or whatever, but all the money that everybody else paid to come in, it went to uh, mission 22 or it went to some veteran organization or whatever. And uh, 
me and somebody, me and some dude got into a fight that night. I can't fucking remember what it was even about. I think it was about a girl, probably. It seems like it. Seems like I hit somebody that was there with my ex girlfriend. This sounds about right. I think somebody there literally at me. I think me and this girl had just broke up, and he literally had his hand on her ass in front of me. And I think I was blacked out drunk. And I was like, hey, this seems like a good time to punch some random guy in the face at my own event. Fuck yeah. Great job, Joshua. By the way, uh, if you're listening to this guy, I'm sorry. That was completely immature. It's stupid of me. I should not have done that. I think I was heartbroken. Stupid. But anyway, so that night, there's 100 fucking veterans in there liquored up, Marines and fucking all these great guys. And every one of them are ready to fucking ride for me. I've never in my life felt like I had the biggest dick in the room. I felt like I had 12 inches of floppy cock that night and was ready to destroy somebody. Like it was the best thing I have ever experienced in my life. So anytime any of these men, if I know you got your lady gang, yeah, I know you got your lady gang, but now you got some, you got some certified great american psychos too so i like that see women can find shit out but men can enforce it like uh, listen i'm telling you right now my my ladies can find shit out it's wild they are they're wild i love them they're wild ladies are weird like i know what y'all can do all of y'all just need to work for the fbi and so i'm scared of women i I, oh trust me i fucking am they can make your life or they can, they can ruin your life. It, you know, if you get a good woman though, if you get a good woman, you decide if she's going to make your life good or she's going to ruin your life. That's what they say. We'll figure it out one day. Maybe, I, maybe I'll grow up soon. I'm, I'm, maybe. Work, I'm fucking working on it. Well, uh, Miss Chelsea, this has been an absolute pleasure. And, uh, this was, uh, it's what I expected because I just knew. I, I knew. You got it written. I said you had crazy written on your forehead earlier, but you also had uh, just a good show written on it too. So um, I said I was going to put this out tomorrow morning, but I'm not. I'm going to put it out tonight because uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Are you going like live or anything tonight? Uh, yeah, I normally do on Thursday nights. Cool. All right. So I'm going to put this out at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, yeah. So you know what? Tell you folks to go download it. Tell them to go listen to it. And, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have you back on next month if you want to come back. You're definitely you, you're definitely a once a monther. Hell yeah! Cool. Well, thank you so much. And uh, hey, drop your inst. Oh, I don't know if you, you say you don't do put your Instagram out here. Drop your TikTok one more time and uh, and uh, all that good shit. Uh, it's the same. So it's C underscore Watton B eleven twenty eight. Cool. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. And once again, thank y'all. Or thank Mr. Jesse Wayne Taylor for that intro, uh, the new intro song. Y'all got to hear it here first. That song comes out March the 17th. Ball-headed country boy. Thank you, Jesse. Y'all make sure y'all pre-order that one now. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time.